0: Coming at you live from the Do Rag Dungeon, I'm Dat Boy Coop back with a new episode of the Stream Fiends podcast. This is episode six, and we are doing the on the record documentary. Before I even get started, if you have not watched the on the record documentary, it is on HBO Max. It is brilliant and is also on YouTube. If you don't have HBO Max, they have posted it on their YouTube channel. It is a great documentary, it is about 90 minutes. It is something that you must watch as a person, period um with that being said um so i kind of want to get started with kind of like how you know they 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 kind of gathered um you know getting this entire situation um to to come together so if you're not well versed on what the on the record documentary is about mainly it has the focal point of uh, former hip-hop Music industry executive Drew Dixon um, and a few others who were Accusing uh, who are still uh, I'm not even gonna say accusing. No, they dealt with sexual assault at the hands of um, Russell Simmons at Def Jam and He's not the only individual that's the focal point of the abuser, but um he is the biggest figure in this entire documentary and um i mean drew dixon you know i I think oprah oprah originally you know picked up the documentary with drew dixon and they were going to air it and all of a sudden you know drew was like hey oprah so you, you you down you with this And like, Oprah was like, yeah, I'm with it. And then like two seconds later, Oprah like, yeah, I'm re on spades in this entire situation. And she just said, fuck this. And I'm like, whoa, Oprah be doing shit like that. Oprah be doing shit like that. It's really weird because she's dealt with, (sighs) she's dealt with abuse of this nature before. But sometimes you think, well, is it who? It is that's tied to this is it because it's russell simmons is it because she has certain relationships with certain individuals and she was maybe not told not to but i'm like well oprah's worth a billion dollars you really can't tell the shit what led to her backing out of this lots of people have backed out of this and that's really interesting but um yeah um i think dave chappelle was also like no, no, I'm sorry. That's R. Kelly. <laughs> Almost fucked that up. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's um let's get into Drew Dixon's story though. Um, Drew Dixon um is actually from um I believe I believe I believe Washington D.C. She's from Washington D.C. Her mother became mayor of Washington D.C. I think in the '80s, if I'm not mistaken late 80s or early 90s i think i think it was the early 90s yes early 90s and in the midst of that um drew dixon moved to new york city to pursue um becoming a record executive with it wasn't just def jam it was just like i think it was other outlets before she reached def jam and def jam approached her and said Hey, this is amazing, you know. She met Leo Cohen, and Leo Cohen was fucking rude to her. Okay, bro. Leo Cohen was a whole dick to her. He was like, "I don't know who you are, you know, and you're, you know, I don't want you being one of, a, a skinny bitch." Like he basically said, he basically said, "Hey, skinny bitch, like, you know, you're not supposed to be. Hey, I don't want to see you. You know, you out here fucking, f- fuck, fucking, um." russell simmons and shit and i'm like what the fuck nigga (laughs) it's like this nigga already knew the scope like fuck so with all that being said shit you know um leor earned earned quote unquote um which is fucked up but leor earned um or she earned leor's respect after like proving that she was out here fucking killing it. Okay, to put it into perspective, how fucking talented Drew Dixon was, she helped put together the Above the Rim soundtrack. She helped um, with All I Need with Method Man and Mary J. Blige. Like, that was an interlude at first, and she turned that into a song. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. She not only helped put Method Man and Mary J. Blige together, but Method Man and Red Man were both together. You know, signed them together, nigga. Um she signed Bone Thugs and Harmony. Like shit was she was fucking out here, bro. She was fucking out here. So uh yeah. Drew Dixon won't nobody to fuck with. Um so um it, it's funny because hip hop was a patriarchal kind of male-driven society and a male-driven uh, market. You know, not just a male-driven market, but a male-dominated industry from the top down so when i mean the top down i'm I'm really talking about executives people in power not just the artists um and the misogyny was not just in the music but it was in the workplace as well because it was a non-traditional workplace it was you know it's music industry the music industry is not traditional by any means um and um you know as as we got deeper into you know talking about the misogyny and things of that nature she actually told her account of russell simmons raping her which is it's saddening and i legit about cried i think i did cry when i heard it and um it's rough It's really vivid. It's very, 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 very well told. But I don't, you can't say it's well told. I mean, let's say it's detailed. It was detailed. It was very, very vivid. And um, it was sad, very sad, very scary to me. Um, And, (coughs) (coughs) you know, She was traumatized of course being raped by fucking russell simmons who is your boss you don't know what to do you don't know who to go to you know i think a friend of hers a a colleague of hers noticed he he was like man she has not been the same since it's like a piece of her was just completely taken away from her he took that away from her and um with all of that happening she didn't really feel comfortable going to any authorities because she didn't feel like anybody would believe her. And a lot of people have so much animosity, animosity towards people who take a long time coming forward after a sexual assault or rape, because they're like, well, why didn't you do it earlier? And here's the thing. If you were traumatized by something and you were you felt like you were trapped and you felt guilty and you felt ashamed of even existing what would you do there's that sense of feeling trapped i've never been sexually assaulted okay i'm lying but what well, i'm not gonna get into that now um i'm not gonna talk about any account of mine but um i will say this um Sometimes you don't know that that sexual assault when it happens, but that one was the most clear and most vivid form, which was rape. Sometimes, you know, you have some inappropriate touching, but that was rape, like full on rape. And um, it, it saddened me. It really did sadden me I just I'm speechless It's funny because I'm, I'm sitting here talking about it I'm just sitting here like It hurts me so bad To know that somebody was that violent You know And and putting on this facade As if oh I'm such a peaceful person You know this nigga's is like a fucking yogi and shit You know he's sitting, he's sitting here like Yeah yeah peace power love Uh uh I'm Buddhist Like nigga You violent as fuck. Nigga, you from Hollis. Get the fuck out of here. You know, it it just... Like... He been fronting the whole time, bro. Nigga being fronting like a a fucking lawn. You know, like... I just... Okay. So, they brought up an analogy. You know, kind of an analogous... um, situation if you will you know similar kind of situation where you know someone came out and kind of you know accused an individual who was a male you know um and the person that was the accuser was a woman more specifically Anita Hill and Clarence Thomas so here's the thing Clarence Thomas is a Supreme Court justice. They are Teflon Don. I mean, just can't nothing touch them niggas. They have their jobs until they retire. There is no way of resigning or no way of getting fired. You can resign, but you can never get fired from being a Supreme Court justice. And so when Anita Hill testified against this man, he still stayed a Supreme Court justice. You know he was saying all types of wild shit. and and in her mind drew dixon was sitting here thinking like now nah, i don't want to do that shit. i don't wanna look like that because ain't nobody gonna believe me and i'm just gonna be sitting here airing out this dirty laundry and 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 nobody's gonna listen to me because he's still gonna keep his job and nobody's gonna punish him for it and um with that she just never came forward so um let's 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 talk about um you know um sherry share because sherry share from mercedes ladies was also raped by russell um and you know she's part of mercedes ladies rap group you know and and it it seems like russell has this same kind of type kind of like um kind of like harvey weinstein where he kind of just leads you into like his place and whatnot and he kind of uses like a premise like oh yeah 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 i need you to listen to this demo or whatever and he he just kind of leads them into like he leaves trinkets and shit kind of like to to leave them there and kind of distract them while he basically sets himself up to sexually assault and or rape them which is the scariest shit ever you know you feel trapped you can't leave if you try to you got this man standing in front of you even if you try to struggle you know that it just it's it's a terrible terrible predicament and situation i could never imagine i could never imagine such terror um so you know like like um drew dixon said you know he was extremely violent a violent man and um it's Terrifying to hear. Um, but you know, it's funny because it's not just like I said before, it's not just Russell. When uh Drew Dixon started like doing her thing and going on to like, you know, she was like, fuck this shit, it's breaking me. So she said, fuck Def Jam. She left. And she took a little bit of time, you know, just kind of relax. Not even relaxed, just said, I'm getting away from this shit. That's basically what she did. And, um, she ended up over at Jive Records, working under Clive Davis, you know, I mean, getting songs like Whitney Houston and and shit, you know, doing, doing, um, fucking Arojos, East in Arojos, that damn song, (laughs) baby girl. (laughs) You hold the power <laughs> my voice is fucked up but um <clears throat> that damn that that damn aretha franklin song bro like that song means so much <laughs> even in this documentary like that song pertains to so much um but yeah like she did shit like that man like with clive and like she had hits and shit like she went back on her game like talented like she was before you know and then Jive basically, you know, or Clive Davis, who was under Jive, basically just, you know, he, he, he throws L.A. Reed over, like, that subdivision, um, which was, like, I think Face and, like, um, Arista and stuff like that, all that stuff. Um, and everything changed, like, the whole mood, the, the whole happy, you know, rejoicing, oh, yeah, we in here, we fucking it up, nigga, no um, L.A. Reid changed the whole vibe, and it was a quid pro quo type of situation or environment, and, um, with that, you know, um, basically, L.A. Reid would be making sexual advances, sexual passes, other... and um, she'd be like, No, because I done seen this shit before. Because Russell did that shit again. He's like, Yeah, can we just listen to some music up in my apartment? Hell no, nigga. Who the fuck want to do that shit with you? And then, you know, he started getting petty. He started getting really, really angry. He starts being an asshole. Things like Kanye West being signed doesn't happen because of L.A. Reed. Things like John Legend not being signed happens because of LA reed being fucking petty and being an asshole about not getting pussy from Drew Dixon. That that's being very like blunt, but honestly in his mind that's what he was thinking. I ain't going to pussy. That's exactly what he was thinking, okay? He kept making these sexual advances, being extremely aggressive, being a fuckhole and um being petty about it. And honestly a lot of careers were dashed because of this you know dream dixon had to go back i said dream dixon drew dixon had to go back in there and tell people hey man nah it's not happening for you i remember she said something to like kanye west kanye west his dreams were dashed he was crying in that lobby and what she said is this is ridiculous but you are going to look back on this and laugh because you're going to have Grammys. You're going to have awards and awards and awards. You are going to sell millions of records and look at Kanye. Yeah, he crazy as fuck right now. But at, at one point, he he has sold millions and millions and millions of records. And he has like tons of Grammys. I think he has like he's up there at the top with people that have earned Grammys. But um, yeah, L.A. Reed, you are a shit bag for that you basically was like oh yeah I'm gonna hurt people's career like he basically went in there on the intention of like you're gonna pay if you don't give me no pussy and that's exactly what he intended to do he did it too I mean he hurt not only Drew Dixon's career and messed with her credibility but he also dashed other people's careers and for that I'm sending a forever fuck you to you, L.A. Reed. Fuck you. You might have been cool with Outkast and all of them. I love Outkast. It's my favorite group. Period. But, <clears throat> yeah. You ain't shit. Fuck you. And it just seems to be this quid pro quo environment. Always in the music industry. It just seemed to always rear ugly head. It's like, Yeah this is just how this works it's like they make it seem like well yeah you you gotta be tough to be in this environment you know nah nah, this shit is professional you treat it like a profession okay and people being treated a certain type of way should not be the norm but they make it the norm because it's rules that were created by a patriarchal environment a patriarchy if you will so um with all that um we see more people come forward and talk about what russell has done um with these women and and it's just really heartbreaking um it's not heartbreaking for me to um find out that russell simmons is this kind of person no it's heartbreaking that these women have had to go through multiple experiences of trauma and and feeling like they're not enough feeling like they're not worthy feeling like they're worthless feeling like nobody will listen to them feeling like they have no um love and that they're you know that they're guilty that they're you know a shameful individual it, it, it's that's the saddest part that is the only part that makes me sad because if you feel bad in any way for these men that have done these terrible acts. You are a shitty person. Who who wants to feel bad for them? Why would you feel bad for those, those men that have done what they've done? I don't give a fuck about them. These women have endured hell. Back and forth. And, um... <clears throat> like I said, all of those women that came forth are super brave and this took place um I think yeah Drew Dixon I I really didn't talk about the New York Times article but Drew Dixon originally came forward about this story back in 2017 when the whole Me Too movement was really getting started after like Harvey Weinstein and stuff like that and um you know she she spoke with the New York Times reporter and you know they kind of got an interview set up and and they they pretty much just spilled everything in in great excruciating detail when i mean excruciating i mean in the worst way um so yeah um there has not been any um any charges filed against russell simmons for the sexual assaults and rape that he um has had over the years and like i said there's like like 20 women they have dealt with this 20 women so uh yeah that has really been the scariest thing because who else is part of this monstrosity who else carried out these quid pro quo types of things and many workplaces you know I could not imagine being in that situation I could not imagine it and it's happened to men with women you know as you know as far as like the quid pro quo like you know man can't keep his job if but it's way more prevalent with women and they broke down so many things when it came down to like you know the plight of black women because the plight and struggle of black women is not taught about enough not dealt with enough not you know um protected enough and you know the, the plight of black man is its own thing right as a black man i've encountered things that are fucking terrible okay but i can only imagine what a black woman encounters you know why My favorite word. Intersectionality. They're black and they're women. They have to deal with both forms of oppression. Couldn't imagine. But um, yeah, this is a dark episode, ain't gonna lie. Um but man, this is an extremely, extremely important episode. Um you should watch it. You should watch it. Really you, you've you already watched it at this point But you know what I mean Like I'm gonna do spoilers and I'm gonna be like You know going through all this shit And talking about shit You know I, 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 I always try to find some funny shit in it But there was nothing funny about this Holy shit Like this just made me want to cry Big facts Made me want to cry Cause I was just like You have no regard women at all are you just gonna treat women like that and just say that oh yeah like that's the thing like russell simmons has been dismissive during this whole thing like he would do an interview right i think he did an interview with hot 97 when the documentary was coming out right And he was like, yeah, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. But he didn't want to confirm, deny, or even be a part of the conversation, really. He was like, yeah, what's happening? Yeah, we want to change this. But he was like, not admitting that he was a monster. Like, he thought he could detach himself from the evils that he has done and be like, yeah, so let's have an objective conversation. about." no, motherfucker, you did this shit. (laughs) You were the shitty person. And LA's like, nah, I don't even categorically deny. Blah, 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 blah. Like, Russell Simmons said, basically, yeah, it was all consensual. Like, what? This nigga talking mad shit. And I like that, you know, I remember reading, watching this uh, Hot 97 interview because, you know, she went on Hot 97 and they did have a very, very, like, very informed opinion about it. Peter Rosenberg. Man... (laughs) Sometimes I'm up and down on Peter Rosenberg But on this one I am up Highly I fuck with Peter Rosenberg Cause he's like that real hip hop dude You know I'm not necessarily like You know I don't like that That, that mentality sometimes But I, I It's like You do need like The counterbalance of like One person who's this way And another person this way That's just kind of what they're doing On that radio station And I'm like I like all of it but Anyway um, Peter Rosenberg um, Kind of like Says like Yeah It's one thing to say like we have a, you know, we're having a dialogue about this, but, like, hey, this shit is not okay. Hey, you're a fucking asshole, and you you just really need to like, people have been giving this man a pass for so long for being an asshole. When, let's just call a spade a spade, he's a shitty fucking person, and he should have never been able to get Cretus to do what he does. It's just because he's he found a fucking death jam that he's he's, you know, he's one of the greatest people on earth, and we can say that everything that he does is. You know, oh yeah, that's just Russell. No, we can't do that. He don't need no excuses for being a shitty person. And that's the problem. He had been given so many passes that he became a fucking monster. Him and Brett Ratner, right? Doing all types of wild shit. It's not ever cool, bro. Not ever in life. Okay? You know, certain people complain about me too And shit, and I'm like Um When you hear like 20 people saying that They were like sexually assaulted By this one rich man, I mean (laughs) Don't you think he has an ego That makes him think that yeah I'm that motherfucker, you can't do nothing to me You can't do shit, yeah I'm rich motherfucker Like they think like that so people that think that that shit don't happen or, or think that, yeah, they're just money, hunger. Oh, yeah, they're just whores. Yeah, they're just this and that. Motherfucker. If it happens to you, and, and, and there have been some women who have said this too, which makes them, it makes it even worse because I'm like, these are women like you, black women like you, and you're just like dismissing it. No need to be dismissive. If, why, Why is it so hard to believe that somebody is Being assaulted Being abused In a way Why is it so hard for people to believe that Like with Megan Thee Stallion Like Bruh Like she just posted I think what yesterday Like um, She posted Her gunshot wound Nigga Why Would she have to post her gunshot wound It's because people did not believe That she was shot and abused by Tory Lanez in a car shot and feared for her life in a car because people did not believe that any of that even took place yet Tory Lanez been arrested and the investigation still ongoing and she's sitting here traumatized from this event and y'all still don't believe her and that's the problem. People still don't believe black women. And that's why this documentary is super important. And I'm glad that it came out. Hey, let me know how you felt about this. Because, you know, honestly, it deserves an Emmy. An Emmy. It was showed on television. It's a film. So maybe even a Golden Globe. I, I think a Golden Globe, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah that's that's um that's my episode man um subscribe to the rat's anywhere podcasts are downloaded following the rod and Karen doctrine leave a nice five-star review on itunes slash apple Podcasts, and i'll read it on the show hey we'll see what stream fiends has to bring us next as always thank you